Armstrong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. <laughs> All right. We're back in the studio for another fine edition of uh, Bruce Strong. Yes, yes, we are. It's, uh, this, should be, this should be an interesting show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as opposed to the others. It's quality. Yeah. No, no. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that... Uh, You've uh, you've had a change in your your status. You are now yes. full time beer geekery. That's right. I've I've given up the day job and uh, you know or been torn away from it or torn myself away from it, depending on how right. I feel at the moment. Yeah. So you you've been up uh, doing research for the water book and yeah, and it, it must delivering been... kegs to my house. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Palmer Delivery Service. But yeah, it's it's been really cool. It's uh you know it's neat having uh all the time i want to devote to beer so mm-hmm. it's kind of you know make a decision to go visit stone brewery on the spur of the moment and i can do that right uh, and uh so yeah here we are cool cool well and uh <coughs> um i wanted to uh mention our fine sponsor uh i didn't, I didn't have a good segue off of that you oh just i kind of left me with, with nothing <laughs> It's your you, fault, Palmer. I thought you were going to say something about, you know, you should have come by and visit Heretic Brewing. but uh. I was, and then I just said, ah, no, that's that's just too easy, and people <laughs> expect that. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, just self, self-aggrandizing or whatever whatever the uh, phrase would be. Um, no, I want to talk about our fine sponsor, John Blickman. Yes. Blickman Blick- Engineering. With two N's. Yes, Blickman Engineering with, uh, well, there's more than two N's in Blickman Engineering. Yeah, there's an ick, too. Right. Yeah, there's ick. You can't make you can't make Blickman without ick. Yeah, does he put the ick back in Blickman? I think he does. Yeah. He puts the ick in, in, in a lot of things. <laughs> but what he puts into his, uh, his uh, top-tier uh, brew systems is, uh, you know, quality engineering, quality products. Yeah. All the products there. Lots of, lots of clever. I would, I would describe yeah. their, their, uh, their products as clever in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Yeah, not to, not to overuse an overused word, but, I mean, he, he does innovate. He, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of innovation. Innovative. In yeah. There you go. And, uh, I mean, you know, you think of innovation, you think of 3M, perhaps, but uh, you know, Blickman is <laughs> not really. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like sticky notes. Yeah, I think yeah. of Scotch tape. Scotch yeah. tape. Yeah, that's innovative. Yeah, it's only been around a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time for something new. Well, yeah. I didn't know 3M was a was a Scottish company either. No, but right. they are, yeah. they are cheap. Yeah. They're in Scotland. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they're cheap. Yeah. Bad jokes coming off right yeah. right away. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, uh, but uh, yeah, that would be the word I'd use for, for Blickman Engineering. One word, innovative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the products, uh, innovative. And uh, good stuff. And uh, they're a great sponsor. They're, they're paying for the show so you don't have to. So if you get a chance, you know, go by and, and check out that Blickman Engineering uh, com site. And, uh, you know, they, they're always got new products. I think every year he comes out with something oh, yeah. new and fantastic. And uh, recently that, that Tower of Power. I'm, I'm waiting on the, uh, the Blickman uh, griddle. Yeah, the griddle attachment. <laughs> the griddle attachment for the uh, top tier. I think that, that would be fantastic, be able to brand your steaks with the uh, Blickman logo. And uh, you know, check it out and uh, send them an email. Tell them how much you appreciate that uh, they uh, make this show go. Well, on this show, we've got uh, a couple of guests in the studio. Uh, and we're going to be talking about um, getting your beer into the marketplace. These guys, uh, it's uh, Patrick Horn and Brian Hermanson. And they uh, have started up a Pacific Brewing Laboratory in San Francisco. How you guys doing, uh, Patrick? Brian? Uh, Doing good. Thank you. you. Thanks en- for having us. Enjoying the ambiance of the Rat Pad? Yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> the beer is tasting good. Yes. yes. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your brewery and how, how you got started and, and where you're at now. Uh, sure. Go I'll ahead. start. So uh, we started in a uh, small warehouse space in, um, in the Soma District of uh, San Francisco, about two years ago, uh, just kind of messing around on a 10-gallon Sabco system and uh, just invited, you know, our friends and girlfriends and wives to come by while we were brewing. And that quickly grew into a much larger group and kind of word of mouth started traveling and we started realizing that people liked what we were doing. And so we would just open up our doors every other week and invite people in and have them come try our beer for free. And they were nice enough to sometimes leave a little money behind so we could kind of keep doing what we were doing and... We kept doing that, and we finally it dawned on us to maybe do this for a living. And so, mm-hmm. about uh, I'd say about ten months ago, we started the process of doing this, and it took about ten months to kind of get where we are now. So, as a fully licensed and ready to go brewery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're basically garage brew that's yes. gone pro, mm-hmm. and we uh, <laughs> we tested it, you know, with the locals. They liked the beer. We liked what we were doing. So we decided, let's do this for a living. Mm-hmm. And we have completely different backgrounds. Um, I'm an engineer. Patrick has been a lobbyist. So we come from you know two sides of the coin, but we come together and uh, really complement each other and to get the job done. And mm-hmm. we like good beer, just like everybody. So mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> and so you're, the way this uh, came to pass was, uh, Patrick, you sent me an email asking if I'd be willing to, to talk with you guys about... Uh, how you kind of, I guess, break into the marketplace, how you start getting your beer out to to accounts, how you grow your accounts, things like that? So, you know, our biggest, uh, or my my biggest uh, reason for reaching out is, you know, we wanted to reach out to uh, to people that we respected in, in the industry and, and people that were... And they know, didn't answer, so you can Yeah, you yeah. Were, you, you're, you're at the bottom of a very long list. No, um, <laughs> no you were definitely the first person we sent an email out to, which is great. Um you responded um but uh it's uh you know we wanted to talk with people that have been in the industry not for like 20 years mm-hmm. uh people that were new newish to uh to getting their beer out there and, and having to slug it out and and, right. and kind of do that early on and because they have the kind of the most uh pertinent experience to, mm-hmm. to, to what brian and i are, are gonna you know be going into mm-hmm. very 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 soon 
So <clears throat> that was the main reason that we wanted to, to come and sit down and, and chat with you a little bit, and so mm-hmm. kind of gain the knowledge that, that you have uh, that you have gained over uh, yeah. over some experience. I'm not sure if, <laughs> if I'm the the best person to ask, but I have learned a few things <laughs> over the past uh, past six months or whatever um, about distribution and and marketing and, and breaking into to different locations, and so uh, yeah and. And this way, I, I get a show out of it, so it uh, saves me from <laughs> to uh, come Sneaky. up with other materials. So. I think it's a, it's a win-win, as, as they say in the business. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll get into the uh, mechanics of uh, distribution. Back after this. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weld thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. 
Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking about, um, we're talking with uh, Patrick and Brian from Pacific Brewing Laboratory and uh, about how you, you know, get into distribution and you know, how you get your beers out into the marketplace. Now, so you told us a little bit about your history, um, you know, how you guys, you know, got together and, um, uh, you know, the 10 gallon batch size. Uh, so, so what are you doing now? What, give us a little bit more history and how how much have you gotten out into the marketplace, or what what are you doing so far? Well, for the most part, uh, our following of people that we gained through our brew nights, we just invited people over. They'd get on our email list, mm-hmm. and that email list mm-hmm. became very valuable. So, we right. send out an email and we say, "Don't come to our garage anymore." Come to these bars and uh, oh, see now that's a good idea right there. So we're sort of redirecting this uh, this following of people mm-hmm. who uh, all have had our beer before and they know right. what to expect, and uh, now they can gather in a more respectable uh, legal place. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we're doing, and we're having several launch parties next week. Um, one at City Beer on Tuesday, one at La Trap on Wednesday, and the last one at Shotwells mm-hmm. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully we're going to redirect people there, and then uh, a lot of word of mouth for landing accounts, and we're just kind of uh-huh. knocking on bars and restaurants and saying, right, "Would right. you like this beer?" That's that's pretty much our strategy. With you know, in addition to Twitter, Facebook, we, and everything, we also found that uh, yeah, with social media in general, especially Twitter, uh, was a really valuable tool of getting uh, mm-hmm. people to kind of start uh, following what we're doing. It's fast. You know, you get something. You know, you it's, something free. it's free. It's very free. Yeah, the, the I mean, price we got is quite right. Exactly. So we were able to market in a very uh, uh-huh. cost-effective way. Right. But uh, you know, when you and especially with Twitter now, like you can say, you know, we would ask questions like, "Where would you like to see our beer?" Mm-hmm. And people would, you know, put the you know the hashtags of those bars, and then all of a sudden, those bars Twitter feeds would start seeing us on right. it. And so right. people, everybody's talking about this, and so it was a great mm-hmm. way for us mm-hmm. to kind of snowball our you know kind of our brand and 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 what we were doing. Um, right. you know, at least in the in the SF Bay area, so. mm-hmm. and we crowdsourced our tap handle design. Somebody sent me a 3D model, and I cut it out of wood. Very and nice. that was from Twitter. Just you know, tweeted out. Anyone have a good 3D model? And it's a, it's a large squid, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure, that's a squid. Yeah. yeah. What does that look like to you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have one just like that. Where is that? It's over there on the table. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, listener brought this to us from Bali. 
And here's the local oh, squid wow. here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Pacheco <laughs> squid right That's, there. Uh, <laughs> <That's great. laughs> wow. The other squid. Wow. wow. It's beautiful. I don't need, I'm, I'm okay. I don't need that. You don't need to touch it that. Is, okay. Touch okay. It, it is kind that. of a beautiful thing. I mean, no. It's not as big as your squid, but uh, <laughs> it's not. It's okay. Nice Thank you. It works so just the Thank same. You. Thank you. <laughs> you don't want it to ink on you. <laughs> right. Um, well, yeah, all those, the, those sound great. And I think, um, you know, as far as, you know, those initial accounts and those events, if, I think most places, if you can bring, you know, what size package are you uh, distributing the beer in? Are these going out in six barrels yeah. or okay. five gallon yeah. kegs? Yeah. If you're doing five gallons, what you want to do is get enough people to that that you drive into the place to like drain that keg, mm-hmm. you know, right then and there. And if you can do that, you know, in that evening, the bar owner is going to be like, "Wow, you know, that's fantastic." You know, they're going to be really impressed if you can get twenty people to go buy two pints a piece, or if you can get you know fifty people to come into the place and make it crowded, mm-hmm. and especially midweek. A lot of places, if you can get you know. 40, 50 people to show up, they notice. They're going to be, you know, think it's just the greatest thing since sliced bread. And if you do that, you know, they'll talk to other people or people, you know, you can you can go to other accounts and you can say, you know, we had a pint night at City, uh, at City Beer and you know, they ran out in, you know, three hours or, you know, we had 50 people down there on a Tuesday night or whatever it might be. And other bar owners, when they hear that, they're like, well, yeah, you know, can you do that for us? Because that's one of the biggest things that I found is, aside from the pole dancing, aside from <laughs> aside from my years pole dancing, um, <clears throat> is that the um, the bar owners are looking for you know an opportunity to to drive people in, and if you can help them do that, they find that to be more valuable than your beer. <laughs> You know Absolutely. they'll 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 try just about any beer. It's easy to get beer into into places nowadays. All you got to you know if they've never heard of you, you know you take them a sample. I don't know how good samples are, but because um, a lot of them they won't even taste them right then and there. You know, but there's plenty of you know good beer bars that'll take chances on on new beers and new breweries. And if you go in personally and and talk to them, explain, hey, I'm I'm the owner. Uh, I'm the brewer, you know. I want you to to try our beer, and you know, tell me what you think, and you know, uh, you know, I'd like an opportunity to you know get our beer in here, and maybe do something with you. You know, they like that sort of thing. They like an opportunity, you know, a reason, an event that they don't have to really do anything for, other than get your beer in, mm-hmm. and then tell people that you're going to be there. So does that mean every time we land an account, we should throw a big party? <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Like, we hope to have about, you know, 40 accounts or something to start with, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of parties. Right. Well, we were thinking also of doing, you know, trying to do at least twice a month, trying to do, like, meet the brewer events at, you know, different bars, which, again, doesn't take uh-huh. any effort on their part other than, like, sending out, like, on their calendar or on mm-hmm. their mailing list being like, you know, Tuesday night's going to be meet the brewer night, Pack mm-hmm. Brew Dive's going to be there, and they're going to have, you know, their, their beer mm-hmm. and so come on out. And we'll send, you know, obviously we'll send it out to our group as well. And we were thinking that's another good way of you know kind of getting that mm-hmm. buy-in from that account I, th- I think i think it's a, you know it's a great tool to use to get the accounts to um uh you know be interested in in what you're doing and i think it also helps uh with the the 
the customers because you'll meet people at these things and you talk to them and tell them about yourself and and people love that they love the connection with the brewer and what's going on um you know when we call around for sales calls generally either my wife or um uh, charlie they, they they call around to the accounts and say hey you know what do you need this week um, you know, we've got this, we got that, and we just kegged a fr- fresh batch of whatever. And, <clears throat> you know, the sales go well. But if, like, my wife can't do it one week, and I do it instead, and I call around, you know, we'll get double the sales. And I'm not doing anything different than what she's doing. I'm, you know, I'm like, hey, just calling to see if you need any beer <laughs> this week. And, you know, people are like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, they want to talk a little bit. And then, you know, they tend to just take a little bit more beer. Are these people that have tasted your beer before? And you're just like, well, yeah, it's, it's places that already have the beer on. Okay. But um, it's because, you know, again, I think that connection with the brewer, they like that sort of thing. They feel, mm-hmm. you know, that it's valuable. If, you know, one of the things when you get into distribution that the distributors would like is that you go and meet the accounts and going and meeting the accounts they really appreciate it you know it's a chance for them to connect they feel like they know something about it then they can you know when their customer comes in they can say well you know the guy from the the, you know the owner of heretic was in here last week and we talked about this and i asked about that and then that makes them Mm -hmm. you know a, a better place to drink in the eyes of their consumer too so it really helps them you're you're trying to help those retailers do a better job mm-hmm. in, you know, serving their customers. And they, you know, the more that you do that, the more they appreciate it, the more value they see in your product line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll ask you to do things like that. You're not going to do anything illegal. You know, sometimes people ask you for, like, free stuff. You can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you can give away, I think, to retailers things up to the value of a quarter, but no more than $15 worth, something like that. So you can give them, like, coasters. Um Gotcha. But, uh, you know, you adding that value to what they're doing, they appreciate that. That's a, a differentiator. You know, when they can order all these different beers off a list, being able to get yours from you, and if you make the, the ordering and delivery easy on them, then they're just like, and the pricing's just about the same. It's like, all right, well, I'll go with these guys because when I need a little help, they're there or they're offering to, you know, come and, and you know, meet and, you know, meet and, meet and greet customers, things like that. It really helps. Do you, do you find also, are you finding that you're having to educate some of your accounts or some of the staff at the accounts yeah. on, on what you're doing? Because we're, I mean, our beers are right. also very non-traditional. Like, mm-hmm. we don't brew anything. We're never going to brew, like, an IPA. Mm-hmm. Like, a traditional IPA or traditional... Yeah, I didn't think we would either. No, we still... We, I, I don't think we... I still don't think we have. Right. No, I mean... No, I, I think there's... a really weird, you know, I, I, stanky I, one. I would consider... I would consider, a, you know, like a wet hop double IPA, not a traditional IPA. Right, right. So, I mean, I, what you're doing is non-traditional. What we're doing... I, what we're striving to do is non-traditional. Mm-hmm. So, do you... Are you finding that, that you're having to educate, again, staff and, and accounts on kind of that? Yeah, that's that's a very interesting because um, one of the things I realized is, like, all right, like the Evil Twin beer, that we call it a, a, a West Coast Red, right? And if you look at it, it's kind of like between a red and a brown. It's not quite a brown. It's not quite a red. It's kind of in there. It's just like a really dark kind of weird beer. 
and it has some of the flavors of a brown, has some of the flavors of a red. It's kind of a tweener. If we called if we called it if we called it a um, a brown, then we would sell less than if we call it a red. And you could call it either, but calling it a red helps it sell. And what people don't like is long, drawn-out explanations of the beer. When you go in to sell your beer at a, at a place, have a short, brief description that they can latch on to. If, if I was to go in and say, oh, we've got the evil twin, it's, it's not quite a red, it's not quite a brown, it's kind of you know, this long, drawn-out explanation. It's a tweener. You see them, kind of, their eyes glaze over, and they're like, yeah, well, whatever. If you go in and you say, we've got this, you know, West Coast red, it's a deep, rich red, you know, with malty character and, and lots of hop. Then they're like, oh, that sounds really, really good. I'll take one of those. If you go in and explain, you know, that it's not exactly, you know, the West Coast red or whatever, whatever you might want to call it, they don't want to hear that. Or they might so, go, uh, eh, I was kind of looking for something in between that and a brown. Do you have anything like that? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. See, that, never, market, that market you're losing I've, out on. I've never had that happen so far. Yeah. But, but that's, the, you know, so, you know, needing to educate, you know, a lot of the, the, we got a lot of places around here where the bar owners or the people buying beer, they've seen a lot of different beers and they know it, you know, and it's really not difficult at all. You don't have to teach them. It, it, sometimes it's good to educate, you know, the bar staff because they won't. Well, the person buying it, a lot of times they already know. And all you got to do is say West Coast Red, you know, or, you know, just say, well. And it's also good to, I think, have other beers in the marketplace that you're kind of similar to. And, you know, even if, you know, it's very rare that there's nothing you're similar to. You say, I'll say, you know, it's along the lines of, but it's, you know, drier or it's hoppier or it's, you know, this or that. And then they go, oh, yeah, okay. You know, if you can compare it to something they've already heard of, already tasted, it makes it that much quicker. All of a sudden, you've associated in their minds. All right. And I don't know whether it's fair or not, but, you know, it's almost, I would bet, you know, since you're talking about it in the same vein, it's like, well, a quality level as well. So I wouldn't compare yourself with any crappy beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't say it's like heretic something or other because that will just shoot you in the foot, you know. <laughs> Noted. Um, you want you want to you know choose like Russian River. You know, oh, all my beers are like Russian River. Uh, yeah. You'll love it. <laughs> yeah, no, Russian River, Russian River, Russian River. It's like Pliny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like Pliny. <laughs> it's like Pliny. Just uh, yeah, yeah. Just for the sake of discussion, I mean, what what uh, products are you uh, distributing? Right, we're starting with Squid Ink, uh, which is our black IPA. We have it right here. We can start with that next if you guys want. Okay. Um, and I think we're going to say that it's dark, hoppy, aromatic, and 7%. Yeah. It's, and I mean, pretty much yeah, it's what like it a, is. It's rich mm-hmm. and chocolatey, but hoppy, and we dry hop the heck out of it. What is it like, though, if you were to choose a beer? Um, I, I, I would have to say that I don't think there's any good <laughs> Cascadian dark ales on the market right now, <laughs> except for ours. I mean, it's got to be okay. some. I uh, know. You know, I, who do I compare it to? I, you know... Stone well, has a great Stone, one. oh yeah, Stone's mm-hmm. Stone. Sublimely Self-Righteous. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a great beer. I would say it's it's close to that. We're a little less dry, I think, than that beer. We're a little little maltier. Right, little maltier. so there's there's you go. It's it's similar to Stone, Sublimely Self-Righteous, but a little maltier. Yeah. That would be your, your comparison. Definitely. 
And you know, you always say similar to. Yeah, you, know, you never say it's the same as because it's 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 not. And that I think that's probably like illegal or something. But you can say <laughs> it's similar to, you know, similar vein as, you know, it's along the lines of, you know. And I, I think that helps them. And you're not trying to pull a fast one on anybody. But you're j- just trying to help them very quickly understand what it is you're trying right. to sell. They don't have a whole lot of time to waste. So what they want to know is what is it you're trying to sell? How much is it? And, you know, who the hell are you again? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? Well, I think it helps create a baseline for them to, like, right. you know, to, to then, mm-hmm. you know, wrap their head around it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and that's the kind of thing they tell their wait staff, too. I mean, you know, once you introduce this beer, say it's similar to this, and, right. then, and then the wait staff feels much more confident about, you know, uh, encouraging people to try it. And that's something mm-hmm. we really want to work on is, is working with wait staff mm-hmm. and our accounts and, and, and so that, you know, when, and having them become also kind of our, um, you know, spokespeople. You know, right. them, and if we have their buy-in and somebody comes in the bar and says, well, I'm looking for something like this. I say, hey, have you tried, you know, Pack mm-hmm. Labs New Squid Ink? It's, it's really great. And they'll, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll order more than one. They like it. Well, and one of the things to do is to come up with uh, sell sheets. So mm-hmm. a single sheet with all the information on it, you know, short description, long description, ingredients you know all the measurements ibu abv all that stuff um and you know products that it might compare to you know things like that and um you know doing that i think really helps and having those for accounts and then the accounts you know people will you know misplace those you can try tying one to your keg or something (laughs) but uh you know being able to read that i think helps them and then you know you'll just have to go in and every once in a while you know it's good to go around to your accounts and just sit down and order a beer and talk to the people serving it and you know explain who you are and you know be friendly and all that sounds good (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's amazing. I've definitely we've heard some story. We have you know we have a lot of good friends in the, in the industry, and we've definitely heard of brewers coming in and just sitting down and, and, and treating the staff horribly. And we're like, what's the point of that? Like, why would right. you? Like, why would you do that? It seems like I tell you, I tip far bigger than yeah. I have ever did before. Yeah, I'm sure. It's like, yeah, you bring me a beer. Oh, yeah, that's five dollar tip right there. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Uh, I mean, you got to be careful about that sort of thing. You can't be bribing people, but. You know, just treating the uh, you know treating the staff appropriately and being friendly. I think you know they appreciate that as well because then they can say, "Yeah, guy, guy from the brewery was in the other day. He's a really nice guy. You know, try their beer." Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it that. personalizes it. I think you know it makes it makes a big difference. Or the story, you know, well, I talked to the brewer about this beer and he says right. this. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, if you can tell them what's in it, you know, some some people they want to know what's in it. Some people want to know, you know. I don't know, other the things you're doing at the brewery or, you know, maybe it's, you know, we contribute to, you know, some charity that's the favorite of somebody. Different things resonate with different people. Contribute yeah. um, to global warming with your CO2 output. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'll buy a beer any day for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just, uh, let's, let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back... We'll kind of get into uh, a little bit more on distribution back after this. 
what does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious devils on horseback. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next the kids. meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. 
Hi, this is John from Grain and Grape in Melbourne, Australia. This has been a big year for us. We've just celebrated our 21st birthday and we've been voted best home brew shop in Australia. We reckon that makes us pretty much the best brew shop in the Southern Hemisphere. Now we've got the ultimate fix for all you space poor, time poor and lapsed brewers. The all-in-one Browmeister is now at Grain and Grape and it's a beauty. There are 20, 50 and 200 litre systems. It lets you complete a temperature controlled mash, boil and cool, all within the same stainless steel mains powered unit. So if you live in an apartment, you don't have the time to complete a traditional brew day or just plain lazy, you can be brewing beautiful all grain beer more quickly than ever. We're also now making our own range of small batch fresh work kits on the 200 litre system right here in the warehouse. Just one last thing. Mention the Brewing Network next time you're ordering online or over the phone to receive freight free on your next order of up to 15 kilos. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, kind of you've got your your brewery set up. You're starting to brew. You're you're looking at uh, your initial accounts. Now you guys have already got a, a few accounts going, but uh, maybe we should talk about um, you know the very first account. How how you get that very first account? How, how did you guys do it? Hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> we're lucky. Uh, it was... I'm sorry. Uh, we're lucky in the sense uh, that. Uh, there's a great restaurant around the corner from uh, our little garage space in Soma uh, called uh, Radius. And uh, they had come by a couple times and they had liked what we were doing. And it was literally, I think it was probably a week ago, we had had some samples come in from the brewery. Um, and I called them up and I was like, hey, are you guys in? And they're like, yeah. And so we, we walked over there with our beer, like fresh out of like the bright tanks and... <coughs> We poured a, you know, we poured, you know, a couple glasses, and we sat back, and and uh, they bought it right away, which mm-hmm. was great. But it seemed too easy to me. It seemed way too easy <laughs> yeah. to well, me. Well, you know, and that's that's really, you know, it it can be that easy. And I think the thing that that was going for you there is like local people that already knew you. Um, you know, they're not going to say no to you know. It's like especially you know if your brewery's near anything. And you're like a regular there, especially if you've been in there eating and saying, oh, you know, yeah, we're working on this brewery and all that. Then when the time comes, it's like, okay, yeah, we'll take your beer. You know, they give you a shot with with something. And then that's all you're really looking for is to get the beer in the door. And then the beer quality can speak for itself. People will try it. People like it. It sells well. You can send, you know, use your marketing on Facebook, Twitter to drive people down there and drink that beer. Then they're like, yeah, it does well. All right, let's let's go ahead and do more. You know, they, they, most of these places can risk bringing in a five gallon keg. It's not going to kill their business if it doesn't do well or not, right? Mm-hmm. But you want to leverage those, you know, initial relationships. So for me, it was um, uh, you know a couple places that we already knew people. Um, you know, they they they. You know, went ahead and put us on just because they knew us. You know, uh, Roger Triple Rock. You know, call around him. He's like, "Oh yeah, sure, come on, send us some kegs." 
you know, right out of the gate. It's like, well, you don't even know what it is. It's okay. Go ahead. You know, he really, really has, has been fantastic and, and supporting us. And then he's, you know, they want to help support other breweries and, you know, help support the craft beer community. And that's, what, that's what's so great about a place like that. There's places like that, you know, all over this area. It's a great craft beer community. And they'll they'll help you out. Now, you have to be making beer that's decent enough that, you know, everybody wants to, to drink it. Um, and you have to, you know, uh, you know, work within their parameters, but, uh, you know, it's generally pretty easy. I think, um, and the thing that really helps is to go down to, you know, in person and say, Hey, you know, I'm the brewer and, you know, can I talk to you about our beer and, you know, bring some samples with you in case they want to taste it. The weird thing is, if you go around, and I'm terrible at this, I don't want to go into a place and say, hey, yeah, you know, owner or brewer or whatever. You've heard of place. me. Yeah. You know, perhaps you've heard of me. I'm speaking of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that sort of thing. So I'm just like, you know, a lot of times people are like, you know, how's deliveries going? I'm like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, do you ever see the owner? And I'm like, well, I am. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Oh. You're just a delivery person. <laughs> yeah, I prefer it that way. Yeah, no, I still can't afford to hire anybody. Yeah, it's just you know, um, but I think you know you want to leverage that. I think it's a it's a special thing to a lot of craft beer consumers. They like to know, you know, who it is that's crafting what they're what they're drinking, what they're enjoying, mm-hmm. and I think that helps with the experience. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are you know always interested to meet the brewer, find out what's what they're brewing next what's mm-hmm. special on the horizon you know if they got a got a, you know something cool coming down the road you know you've got that now you've got that inside scoop you can tell your friends about it etc mm-hmm. so yeah it's always it's always cool to have that one-on-one right and you know so i'm sure you know other you know folks in the community and they're involved in other places um one of the, the the great things that i leverage is uh my relationship with uh good old tasty mcdole he knows everybody, and you know, I say, yeah, no, we went to this one place. They didn't, they, they didn't put us on. You know, they they said no, they weren't interested. And he's like, I'll talk to him. He goes in, and you know, we get a call going, hey, we need, uh, you know, a couple of kegs of your beer, and uh, you know, it's that easy. So, <laughs> you know, having other people go and talk to them, I think that kind of lays some groundwork. Like you're saying, have have your your minions go out and, and talk to people at, at various places that, that, you know, Twitter referencing and, you know, people see chatter about you, then it makes it much easier as well to go in. But, you know, it's it's as easy as, you know, load up the van, have the beer ready to go, have, you know, samples with you, you know, dress nice, go in and say, hey, I'm, you know, owner of or, you know, we're the owners of, we're the brewers of, and, uh, you know, we're we're new uh you know we've had you know great pint nights at you know these places where we sold out in a couple hours and you know feel free to call those places and ask them what they think of our beer and you know those guys will talk and then you know go in and they go oh yeah that's pretty good i was i'm like i'm ready to deliver right now i have beer in the van for you right now (laughs) <laughs> and they'll and, I like that yeah. you know they'll be like oh okay you know because sometimes they're like yeah you know maybe next week and you go I can deliver it to you now the thing about just taking samples around to places you know a lot of places you know you run across some jerks that'll just like 
ah, you know, I'll drink it. I'll drink it later on. You know, it's like, well, one thing is legally, you're not supposed to just leave a sample. You're supposed to open it there, and it's supposed to get you know sampled. That yeah, would make more sense, really, from 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 an owner's point of view. You want them to try it, then. right? Right, because otherwise, the the risk is that um, I guess tax wise. Somebody leaves a case of beer samples, and then the retailer sells them. And essentially, they've given them free beer. That's against the law. So you you can take in one container that's sealed, and then you open it there before you leave, and then they they taste it. Um, And I've really only gotten one place that, you know, tasted it and said, Hey, sell me some beer. He's actually, yeah, I've got two locations. Sell me beer for both locations. He's like, it's a good beer. Yeah, all right. A lot of places, um, you do run across people that, you know, they're they're not that sure. Unless somebody tells them a beer is good, they're not really sure it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Got to bring somebody to tell them. Right, right. So um, having, you know, marketing materials like, you know, here's what, you know, the beer advocate ratings are. Here's what, you know, the press clippings are. Here's all, you know, here's the good things people are saying about it so they can feel comfortable in saying yes. So that's, you know, Sounds another good. reason there. That could be my new job, really, you know. <laughs> like, this is a good beer. <laughs> we actually see he says buy so. this beer yeah it's, we're leaving actually just need somebody like that when we leave here today we're actually uh, we're going on our first like hard sell sales call it's like we have to go in and like we're meeting with like you know the buyer and we're gonna sit down with them uh-huh. it's a very famous beer centric bar in san francisco so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know what's gonna happen but yeah it's, it's uh, they don't even like they didn't know us at all they were like i who are you again like i had to repeat it three times right exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. and they're like oh okay i've got i've got i've got 15 minutes at, th- at this time like be there and, and we'll, we'll, right. we'll talk that you in the 15 minutes so you, uh, again you got to go in with a statement right. of what the beer is that makes it you know very clear in their mind very quickly what it would be and like you, you know black ipa that's a, a a very active segment of the market right now that should be you know quick um, it's like going and say, I have an IPA or double IPA. They're all interested in that sort of thing. Hoppy beers are quick and easy to get placement on. Um, when you're trying to do something weird, then it's 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 tougher. But you can go in and say, yeah, it, it fits in. It's a hot part segment of the market. Uh, you know, your your customers, you know, black IPA or Cascadian IPA, whatever <laughs> crap people want to call it. Um, <laughs> you can you can go ahead and you know that'll that'll get you right in, and you know, a quick explanation. And then, you know, sample, you know, taste this. This is a good beer. And if you can back it up with, here's the other places, you know, here's beer advocate ratings or here's, um, you know, rate beer ratings or here's a review by, you know, such and such blogger or something like that. <laughs> say <laughs> A lot of bloggers. Yeah, people, people, people like this. And we did real well at City Beer. We sold out in X number of hours. That kind of information, I think, you know, you're just giving them reasons to say yes. And then you say, you know, I got cold beer, you know, in the van ready to go. Let's, Great. you know, let me, let me, let me get the hand truck and bring it in for you. <laughs> Do you find that, that a new brewery needs to be that aggressive in marketing their beer? I mean, yeah. it, from a consumer standpoint, I would think. Yeah. Um, if you want to move if, beer out the door. Yeah. Yes. Like if you go, go to a new bar. Uh-huh. As a bar owner, I'd be like, that's a new beer. Sure, I'll try it if I like it, if I'm not throwing up and spinning it back at you. Right. I'll put it on. I'll see how it does. Because ultimately, my customers may not be, you know, 
I people would, reading these blogs or whatever. I would say that 90 to 95% of the people that carry our beer at Heretic never tasted the beer before they put it on. Wow. So it's wow. more off of... And one of the things I think you're going to realize is that once you get a few more accounts in, you can go to new accounts and say, well, they've got it on at, you know... X, Y, and Z. You know, Tornado or, or you know, been to City X, Beer. Y, or, you know, Hot Chicks. Uh, all, you know, all these different <laughs> places. And if you mention them, some of these places go, well, if they've got it, then I should, I should have it on. And it'll come a point when... You don't even have to do that. That other bar owners go to other bars and see what they have on and try beers that they haven't heard of before. And if it's good, then you'll get a call from them saying, "Hey, I saw your beer down at whatever. I, you know, we we want to serve your beer. How do I get it?" So we get how do I get it calls. And those accelerate the more places you're at. Oh, it's time for the news. <laughs> <laughs> With John Palmer. John. <laughs> it's going to be windy today. <laughs> Thank you, John. Back no to problem. you, Joel. Now back to the show. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for those phone calls. <laughs> right, right. When they call, well, no, you, where is it? I want yeah, to be yeah, now. Why isn't it here right now? Yeah, why isn't it here? You'll you'll get those calls and and um, someday. You know, I think I think that that's you know that's uh, you know one of the the best things. We um, we were wanting to get our our bottled beers sent in for the GABF competition, and um, Rubicon in Sacramento was doing. Uh, they were consolidating beers from breweries all over Northern California. Those were going up to Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada was trucking them out to Denver. It was all you know. It didn't cost me a penny. It was wonderful. I mean, really, really nice and just great things for you know Glenn at the uh, at Rubicon. You know, really coordinated all of that that whole thing and how generous everybody is in the in the industry. So. My wife had to drive the bottles out there because I was off brewing or doing something else. And she took an extra bottle out there, and he tasted it, and he's like, oh, great. Oh, you know, this is, this is nice. Like, you know, give me a, you know, a 50-liter keg of Cousin. So he put it on, and then, you know, somebody came and tasted that, or it was Twin or whatever it was. Um, another a customer of his tasted it. He happens to own, like, four places in Sacramento. <laughs> he's like, well, I've got to have it. So he put it on at two of his places, and then somebody else tasted it and said, well, I tasted it down at you know Old Soul. Uh, I want it on at my place. So he put it on at his place. And then uh, somebody else at another place is like, well, I tasted it. So it, spreads. it just, it just kind of spreads. So uh-huh. we never really went to sell any beer in the area, but you know, one person putting it on, um, I think, just kind of be supportive of the community. And then like everybody all of a sudden – says oh yeah why don't i have that so i think i think that's you know a great way to grow your market so you have to do the hard work and the hard sell like you're saying jp of going to bars and make because they're you know they don't have time to go research out all the newest breweries there's so many breweries starting up you need to go and show them that you know you've started up that you have beer ready and you know a lot of these startups they don't even have beer yet it's like, you know, if they went around and called these places, they'd be wasting most of their time. Yeah. The breweries have to go to the bar owners and say, we're ready. We've got beer. And, you know, we can fulfill the, the need, you know, here, try this, you know, buy this, put it on. 
and you know you break into you know a dozen of those and then you know another dozen will just call you and say hey why don't i have your beer well now do you bring marketing materials like are you guys when you go into your meeting today are you bringing articles that have been written about you guys or or you know bios or i mean i, I don't know if we that's have the site you, you have the site so. Why, did, why didn't we? Why didn't we do that, Brian? <laughs> Damn it, Patrick! <laughs> yeah, I, think I think that was on your list. That was on your list. <laughs> I think, my, yeah, I think you sparked the fallout and I'm the fired. demise of uh, yes. of brewing laboratory. Take an MSDS for the beer. <laughs> no, I mean it, maybe it's not. It, maybe it's not necessarily needed. Like some people maybe don't don't need that. Some some beer buyers don't want that. You know, I, I I'm a very right, right. anti marketing salesperson. Like I don't want to be marketed. Right, to. You, you just talk to me. Right. You yeah. can just go in and talk to them and not even have a sample of the beer and get them to take the beer. Right. However, you're going to come across a number of people that they're going to want to see like a price sheet. They're going to want to see like a, a, you know, a sell sheet for it and things like that. And they're going to want to, they'll ask you, you know, do you have tap handles? Can you give me a tap handle? You know, it's like coasters, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll get that. You know, it's okay to say no. Well, that does, you know, that's the way I start up. People are like, all right, do you have, I'm like, well, no, but I'll, I'll go Next ahead week. and get that. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and order that as soon as I get home. <laughs> I'm on it. Yeah. And, and they understand that they're used to, to dealing with, you know, people starting up and not really knowing what the hell they're doing. They, it, it, it doesn't seem to phase them. They, I mean, they're used to it, yeah. but they like it. I think when people are prepared, and it's like you don't have to go in with like a, a glossy folder and uh, you know a PowerPoint and three people wearing suits. <laughs> but you know, you go in clean. You know, wearing sporting your logo gear, and you know, talking to them in a professional way, and being able to answer their questions. And, you know, if they ask, just say, well, I can leave you with, you know, pricing sheet and, and a sell sheet, you know, and I think that really helps. That, that raises my question. I mean, when you go in at pricing sheets, uh, what what terms do you tell them, you know, I mean, is it is it um, you, they pay you right then? Or is it net 30? Yeah, you, can, you can COD them if you want. Um, you know, some people, I think, get a little annoyed at that. Some people are great. Um, you know, there's there's some places where you know we do net thirty. You cannot extend past thirty without charging interest. It's like another right. California law thing we we're talking oh, about distribution. Huh? Yeah, you're required to charge them interest. And most places understand that, and they will pay you before the thirty is up. Do you um, charge a keg deposit? Yes. Okay, you want we were battling about that. Deposit. For, the, oh, for, the, for 40 bucks? For the true sure. value of the keg or just industry no, standard? No, it's industry is, standard, yeah, like 30, which is 40 30 bucks. or 40. Sierra's pushing 40. BevMo um, is 40 now. Yeah, I would go 40. Um, I started 30 because somebody told me 30. Distributor told me 30, and then and, and they're like, well, now we're at 40. I'm like, well, <laughs> now i got to go ahead and change everybody at the first of the year to 40. Yeah, because um, those kegs are freaking expensive, yeah. and oh, you know um, the you know getting that money back on them, it actually reduces the cost of your your keg float that you're doing. Yeah, um, you know it allows you to buy more kegs, you know, because it's money that's tied up. It's money you've spent, and you're never going to get back. Right. You know, the amount you get back on it is the is the deposits, and the rest of that money always stays tied up. 
So you just take a do you take a deposit every time you deliver a keg, or you just take a deposit just from one account and just hold that deposit? Well, um, every time every time we deliver a keg, I hand them an invoice that has the price of the beer and has a keg deposit on it. And then we have a line on there that says, you know, you've returned X number of kegs today. And we pick up any kegs that they have left over and we write down, here's the 20-liter kegs, here's the 50-liter kegs. And then they get credited that on their next statement. So the next time we go, they'll have credits for keg deposits. Mm. That were kegs that were returned, and then they those are, go against kegs that are being delivered. So it kind of floats, you know, up and down. Okay. We had a couple of, you know, there's a couple of great places where, you know, they've even overpaid. You know, they're they're so good about paying. I don't know if I should mention them specifically. You know, like Beer Revolution. They're fantastic about paying. They'll, you know, they're like, hey, while you're here, let me, let me you know, write you a check right now for, you know, whatever we might owe you. Because they, uh, you know, I don't know that they're saving a stamp. They just want to make sure they're taking good care of the breweries, mm-hmm. which is yeah. just outstanding. Just outstanding. They put a lot of effort into making sure that they're a good relationship with you. Other Great. places, and give a damn whether you ever get your money or not. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons you want to go with the distributor, because the distributor has to pay you. And whether the distributor collects or not, that's their problem. <laughs> Seriously. Good point. One of the great things people don't realize about distributors. Hmm. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, take a break. Take a short break, and uh, we'll wrap up with any other questions you have and any questions in the chat right after this. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. (gasps) Oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water and 
From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes the Homebrewer. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has homebrewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, kind of breaking into the the markets with your your new product uh, as a as a pro brewer. And speaking of breaking in, <laughs> here we go. What? This has got to be an Adam and Eve commercial. Oh yeah! Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> breaking out maybe. Fellas, gals, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? King of the Segway. Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get fifty percent off just about any item. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's not all. <laughs> when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs. Yes! <laughs> Just oh, did I, I say that loud? <laughs> yeah. And actually, you know, they let you choose the DVDs. Uh, probably not from just any Muppets of them. Muppets Take Manhattan. But they, yeah, they let you choose, choose so you, you actually get uh, your <laughs> oh, preference. Oh, jeez. I knew that was coming. Oh. Sorry. I was supposed to read this thing nice and, and clean, uh, and you guys are messing it up. It's not me. That's the problem here it's on this the beer. show, right? My fault. Uh, so essential, uh, an extra gift so essential I can't mention on the radio. Top it off, they'll throw in free shipping on the entire order. So it is a, a really good deal. Um, they have like tens of thousands of items. That uh, you know, if if you if you want to enjoy uh, in the bedroom or kitchen, bathroom, 
garage, wherever it might be, sold with your with your your special partner. Um, they've got it, and it's yeah. it's actually a, a screaming deal here. You get fifty percent off an item, and it's just about any item. Um, and you you type uh, Jamil J A M I L for the offer code, and then you're going to get three free DVDs. You actually get to pick from a lot of DVDs, and you get a free extra gift. Um, and you get free shipping. So you pay half price on one item, and you get a whole bunch of stuff for free and free shipping. It's really quite a good deal. So uh, use Christmas the offer code. Here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, J-A-M-I-L at adamandeve.com. And don't forget, they have their mobile site, which is m.adameve.com. And uh, you can even do this mobile while you're, you know, Doing it mobile in the, the <laughs> airport bathroom, like uh, that's usually where I access. You know, it's got to. <laughs> you know, it's got to be great to know just from your having your own name as a as a code. It's a code. Because <laughs> you know, somewhere, somewhere afterwards, some there's uh, some wife or some pleased lover who's like, oh. Where did you get that? Oh, I got him on Adam and Eve. And then he's going, Just type and my I name, use the code name Jamil. Oh, shit. Now forever I've <laughs> And then all of a sudden it's like, what face. happened? How come you went limp? Oh. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. I want a code. Devolution. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, you've made it when you got a code. Yeah. Adam and Eve. I was explaining this to my wife the other night. Adam and Eve were watching like Tosh or something like this, and the Adam and Eve ad came on. I said, "Oh," and I like did the whole read for her while it was paused. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What?" I'm like, "That's just you know, we do this on the show. It's one of our sponsors." And I played it for her. And she goes. I thought you were kidding when you said you were talking commercials. I said, no, I'm really doing them. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and really well, nice. too, by the way. Why, thank you. You're welcome. Didn't she wonder where all the stuff was coming from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, i tell you. Uh, yeah, good sponsor. Yeah, they're one of our sponsors. So, like all our sponsors... Um, we appreciate them. Uh, check them out. Yeah, they they're they're actually uh, ponying up cash so you can you know listen to this for free. If if they didn't do it, uh, you would uh, not be getting the show for free. So yeah, check it out. Uh, worth worth uh, uh, good business. Everyone seems quite happy purchasing from. Not them. that there's anything wrong with ponies. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I think Palmer's going. You know, you've changed since <laughs> since the first show to now. Your whole demeanor and how you behave on the show has completely changed. It's gone downhill, hasn't it? Yeah. It has. You start out great information, a little uptight. Now you're just like totally out there and loose. Well, and every once in a while, you throw out a nugget. I mean, uh, come on. Well, when, what the when, heck? When I mash, it's usually about 148 or something, depending on <laughs> And now it's like, ponies! And shit! <laughs> Dildos and ponies! <laughs> mash Love pedals it. and ponies. That's, a, that's, a, that's an accurate uh, assessment, I think, there, JP. I think that's... It's spot on. What do we do? We know something about our friend John Palmer? <laughs> no, I give up on that. <laughs> really? I couldn't keep it going. It's my know. new mission to write for you now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you keep writing maybe material. I'll uh, I'll go with it. You want a question from the chat? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, this uh, combined question from the chat uh, was more you know uh, addressed to heretic, but I think it, it expands uh, well for our guest as well. Um, at what point do you feel it's time to expand your market? 
At what point do you feel, okay, I've kind of dominated this little area I am in, right. now I'm going to try to make a push? Do you, some breweries just jump the Midwest, which, uh, you know, I would love to do my whole life, <laughs> and just go West Coast all the way to the East Coast um, first? Right, That's right. their next point of expansion. Yeah, well, there's a whole huge thing on that, and it's um, a good question. There, there's a, f- a few theories on how you do this, how you do this uh, becoming national or international, right? Now, you can, the traditional way is to start in your local area, saturate that area. Once you're fully saturated in that area, you expand out and you go to the next larger area and you saturate that area and you go from there and all that. The other model is, you know, to go thin and shallow. And um, you know, some people will say Jolly Pumpkin. Jolly, because one of the the way that Jolly Pumpkin is distributed by Shelton Brothers is you get Jolly Pumpkin just about everywhere, but not in great quantities, you know. And it, so it's it, always a rare it beer. Everywhere. Right. Um, a, a big part of the difference is um, when you go to distribute beer, and, and other people have told me this as well. If you're going to open up a market, you have to be willing to support that market. And what support means is you got to be have somebody there on the ground to support that understands your products and your brewery f- to the nth degree and can talk about it and can promote it and can be the friendly face there on the ground. You got to go with the distributor to retailer meetings, you've got to, you know, do sales training with the distributor. You got to do a lot of this stuff. You know, we're doing Southern California, and I'm sp- I've spent the last three weeks in Southern California, just doing pint nights and meeting with distributors, and you know, doing sales meetings, all sorts of these things. And if you're unable to do that, if if you open a market in, you know, Pittsburgh, it's like, well, one plane ticket to Pittsburgh is going to kill all your profit from Pittsburgh, probably, <laughs> right? Fair enough. So you need to be careful about that. Uh, so you need to kind of watch what markets you're opening. Now, um, is it a money issue all the time, or is it like a oh, it's always choice of what kind of brewery you want to be? Do you want to be a regional brewery, or a you know national brewery, mm-hmm. or just in the city? You can. Here's a good example: is um, like Moonlight Brian Hunt, you know, brilliant guy, great beers. He's kept it small this whole time mainly by only doing everything himself, everything. But he is capable of working 16, 18 hours a day, nonstop, all by himself, seven days a week, 365 a year. How old is he? 22. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. He's he's not human. Um, And and being able to do that, that, that's just amazing to me. I mean, I barely do one-fifth of the work at Heretic, and it's exhausting for me, <laughs> right? Um, that's just amazing. But that limits you to a certain number of barrels. You can make a nice living at it, um, do that. I want to be flying the private corporate jet. So I <laughs> just, need to... Let's get real here. Amen. Amen, brother. You know, national, international, I need to be, you know, expanding this thing. And... Um, you know, for that I need to grow my markets, and I need to um, you strategic know, grow cities. my production. Well, the, the strategic locations for beer in the U.S. are um, 
California, you know, Northern California, Southern, Southern California. L.A. has come on quite a bit, but mm-hmm. San Diego, L.A., uh, you know, San Francisco Bay Area. Then you have, um, you can do Washington and Oregon. It's kind of like Portland and mm-hmm. Seattle, right? You can do Denver and then Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. I've so never heard of Pittsburgh. As opposed to Pittsburgh, California, where that's, you're located. That's right. three different <laughs> city, baby. Or, or Pennsylvania. Town. Pennsylvania. Come on, man. Steeltown, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, Philly or New York? Uh, Philly. Yeah, what did I say? Pittsburgh. Philly. Uh, oh, okay. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Philadelphia. Um, and th- so five states. It's, it's essentially where Russian Rivers sold. And right. essentially, you know, and a lot of these other breweries. Um, you know, it's it's cherry picking. It's those are the markets that are just crazy for craft beer, and that's where you're going to sell the the majority of your beer. Um, uh, there's breweries in San Diego that told me they their next biggest market after San Diego is is Philadelphia. Hmm. And that's because Pliny made it there. And no, then- I, I it's just because they're you know like beer geek lover. Gotcha. Folks. So, um. You, the, again, the problem with that is it's very hard market to support from from a distance. So you need to be careful about that. That's one of the reasons why you know you start in your market. You can go to the the various venues, be there for pint nights, talk to the retailer. You know, even when they're not carrying your beer, you want to go in and say hi, how you doing? You want to go have a pint of something else and talk to them, tell them what you're doing at the brewery, keep in communication with those guys. So. If you open up the Philly market, then, you know, it's kind of a distance. I've got folks asking in different markets, and I'm sure you will, too. And, you know, it's in New York, it's Minnesota, it's Chicago, it's Nashville, it's, you know, Idaho. We did Idaho for uh, because they have somebody who can sell the beer to 35 states mail order. Wow. You're in Boise? Yeah, yeah, we're in Boise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and you know, it's it's That's funny because they they've got it out in the marketplace and people are snapping it up and uh, talking about it. Um, but it's um, you know, it's difficult for me to support Idaho. And and when I talk to them, the you know those folks are just like, could you make it out for a pint night? Now, see, now you're selling your beer out there. Now they want me to go to Idaho for a pint night, and it's like I, I like Idaho. It's a little bit of a distance for me to travel, but in order to keep that market open, that's what you got to do. Hmm. So you got to be careful about how you expand, and 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 you also need to expand based off your production. Um, see, this could be a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the time we have left, and uh, like, oh god, I hope he's like, you know, he this isn't a, oh, this isn't a long, uh, long <laughs> ass yeah. answer. Yeah. I do have another uh, quick question. If uh-huh. you were done, if you were done with that point, uh huh, okay. sure. This is from our good buddy Tour. Hello, Tour. I have a question. Uh, is it hard to put together that portfolio of beers that will sell, but still set your brewery aside from the other breweries? What? I was reading the note you handed me, so I missed well, the question. Well, you know, I was hoping. Uh, uh, is it hard to put together that portfolio of beers that will sell, but still set your brewery apart from other breweries? Hmm. So, like, for example, the Evil Twin, did you have any doubts that it would actually sell... You know, it would be kind of set itself apart in the market. I have doubts that anything will sell, but that's just me and my personality. Well, that is true. Um, I'll tell you what. 
if you stay tuned for the next um, show, oh, you want to talk we're talking about, about marketing and uh, how you, you know, how you present your beers, and that I think that has marketing has a lot to do with the portfolio of beers you develop and why you develop a, a, a given portfolio. Sounds good. And real quick, one uh, last question for the guys: um, Has being professional brewers ruined the hobby of homebrewing? I think? thought it was going to. Yeah, um, but if you Really focus on... You haven't uh, brewed enough yet, then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew this was going to happen. Most people say that, you know, your favorite hobby turned into a business ruins the hobby. Yeah. But I just love the whole business around this hobby. I love that you can take take brewing and beer and ma- and sell it, and it becomes into a fun business. I think you have to love business and your hobby, and then you have to, like, mesh them together. So diplomatic. I love. I it's so diplomatic. I think it definitely takes away a little bit. You know, you're not as free as you used to be. You you can't just you know screw around in the garage all day. You got to go out and sell, sell. Yeah. But um, I still enjoy it, and I think it's a perfect marriage of business and hobbies. That's my two good cents. answer. Vote for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not going to say anything at this point. <laughs> good job. I don't think you should. <laughs> no. Good job, Thank Patrick. You. And not going to it. It's all been uh, done. Thanks. Thanks for joining us from uh, Pacific Brewing Laboratory, and look for their beers out in the, the area soon. And what you don't know about my good friend John Palmer? Hey. I once saw him eat his weight in airplane peanuts. Believe it or not. <laughs> true, true story. Uh, those right. peanuts and uh, you know legumes. Legumes, yes. Ponies. Nerd. <laughs> well, actually, the peanut was brought to the Not quite a nut. Brought to the West by I got European, a nut for you. Um, All right. Only one? Okay. Yeah. Well, if you get a chance, check out our sponsors, especially Blickman Engineering. BlickmanEngineering.com. Blickman with two ends. Great folks. They they get a lot of innovative products that uh, will help your brew day go a lot better. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're opening up a nano brewery, they even got nano brewery stuff. So uh, I would check that out and then seriously consider them because you'll get the support you need from Blickman Engineering. It's really tremendous. Check out the Brewing Network store, brewingnetwork.com slash store. There's books, there's shirts, there's hats, there's glasses, all sorts of great stuff. And when you buy that cool stuff, that actually goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps uh, support uh, ramen. Justin in, in his, his his quest to be uh, gainfully unemployed. Uh, that's that's uh, that's what you're helping doing, and, and it makes uh, shows like this possible. The brilliance of that guy. So uh, you know, be sure to support. And uh, other than that, I think you should uh, brew strong. Brew strong, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>